Morning. It is first thing Friday and it's time for fix. This is the audio version of my email newsletter. It's made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Enjoy. Fix Insider March 24th. Merchant. When we talk of e-commerce normalizing after the accelerated growth over the pandemic, there is a subtlety missed by some. I still believe it's growing, just closer to the expectations we had pre-pandemic. E-commerce makes so much sense for everyone involved and we see its adoption by more firms, and more customers, as inevitable. The new revenue stream from merchant media gives a financial incentive, but the capacity to sell a wider range than retail partners will accept, is a strong factor too. As is the ability to get close to customers, especially as this is monetized through the increasing value of first-party data. The general push to smaller, more local stores reduces range and hence customer choice. This pincer movement, fueled by new revenue streams such as advertising, will encourage sustained growth. Take Walmart as an example. Services, such as fees Walmart collects from third-party sellers on walmart.com, the cut it gets if Walmart fulfills those orders to shoppers and the dollars that advertisers spend through Walmart's growing retail media business, are the higher margin, faster-growing parts of Walmart's business, Walmart CFO, Rainey said. Over time, they will change the composition of Walmart's profit and loss statement, he said. It is going to be hard for many e-commerce businesses as the need for profit grows, as says the CFO of Coro, a German online bulk food retailer. In the past, as long as you grow, you can burn, cash, and no one cares how much you burn VC said we weren't spending enough. He recalls. Now, they say we need to go to profitability. But good retailers like Kingfisher see the opportunity and are going for it. We plan to accelerate our e-commerce sales, with the ambition of reaching 25% e-commerce sales penetration. We will do this by building on our progress over the last three years to further enhance speed, choice and convenience for our customers, supported by our e-commerce marketplace and data-led propositions. Furthermore, as we facilitate the development of more customer-centric digital tools and services, this will drive the growth of our digitally-enabled sales. More detail in their results, PDF. Less well-run firms are learning merchant media isn't quite as easy as it looks, Gap have closed their ads business and the team behind it have moved on. This conversation between the CEOs of Criteo and Infosum focuses on how clean rooms facilitate this marketplace. The next front in merchant media is in store. The 80-20 rule applies here. The vast majority of grocery sales happen in physical stores and the industry recognizes the opportunity to apply some merchant media learnings. The formats and inventory are limited, using freezer windows as screens being the most popular, but we are seeing consolidation as niche players get snapped up, Criteo buying Brand Crush and now Mood Media have bought Vibonomics. In another sign of the trouble they are in, Just Eat is to lay off their 1,700 UK riders, encouraging them to go back to the freelance status adopted by most of the competition. Going freelance allows the riders to choose their work and inevitably tech enables this. An app called Rodeo aggregates a raider's earnings from different firms, helping them choose the jobs paying the most. But Deliveroo is seeking to ban this app from accessing Deliveroo data, making it less useful for riders. Any business that relies on exploiting minimum wage earners is flawed. How Shine and Temu are approaching expansion beyond the US but will they get derailed by the TikTok backlash? McKinsey shares some smart thinking on retail. Great merchandising never goes out of fashion. 100 drones now used across IKEA retail for stock inventory, Inca Group. TikTok. I am writing fix as the CEO of TikTok appears before the US Congress and he is getting a rough ride, with a new Wall Street Journal article not helping, 
claiming China opposes a forced sale of TikTok. There are plenty of voices advocating a ban and new restrictions are coming in, so TikTok will be blocked from all parliamentary devices and the wider parliamentary network. TikTok are telling advertisers they believe a ban is unlikely and encouraging business as normal. For a good review of the issues this podcast by Benedict Evans is useful. I don't see anything happening in the short term but who knows? The FT makes the rather obvious point that TikTok issues cause problems for other Chinese apps, and points out Google removed the pin Duo Duo app from its Play Store this week. Cantor and TikTok have shared a session on Stop the Scroll, the secrets to creating distinctive TikTok ads that entertain and deliver. Newf. The industry has generally been impressed with the way Netflix have entered the ad market. Their decision to join Barb was brave, especially given their reputation for being very closed on data about show performance. Recognizing the need for quality saw them offer a low ad load, effective frequency capping and selectivity over the brands that could advertise. The new partnership with Double Verify and EAS reinforces this approach. They are now looking at the tech they need to replace Xander and Comcast-owned Freewheel is back in consideration. It's seen as the only partnership option and the two leading candidates for acquisitions are Roku and Magnite. My money is still on Roku as their current strength in ads would be a huge asset for Netflix. If Bloomberg is right saying one meter are now on the Netflix ad service, there is a long way to go and bringing in more inventory would make Netflix a player straight away. And given the news that Disney Plus users seem to have swallowed their price increase maybe Netflix can drive more subscription revenue too. The Barb CEO is very focused on the quality of TV that they measure and shared his thinking on how they measure TikTok and YouTube. So our response is not just an intent to measure and report fit for TV content, but also content that adheres, at a minimum, to industry-accepted levels of brand safety. AI Hot on the heels of GPT-4 Google have launched BARD, with a long blog post positioning this as an early experiment and with a few caveats. The Verge report on a demo they were given by Google and talk of problems when BARD was asked about the maximum load capacity of a specific washing machine. This is a good example, clearly the model is hallucinating the load capacity, said Collins during our demo. There are a number of numbers associated with this query, so sometimes it figures out the context and spits out the right answer and other times it gets it wrong. It's one of the reasons BARD is an early experiment. It's clear that this whole space is a game for big tech, even as OpenAI sets the agenda Google and Microsoft are making the running given the need for intense processing. Amazon has had to ask their people to use its own code whisperer. The FT point out how tech firms have much of the AI talent, creating the risk of industrial capture looming over AI revolution. No one wants to be left out so lots of news on how it is being used by various people, Instacart, podcasts, DJ David Guetta and Roku. The FT notes this and advises. OpenAI is clear that the tech is still flawed. Microsoft's AI-powered search engine has produced some odd results. Companies that hastily add imperfect AI features risk turning users against them. But the consequences of moving too slowly will be worse. One example of the pace of innovation. On Tuesday a friend was raving about this Stanford project where they had fine-tuned Meta's Llama 7B large language model, LLM, using OpenAI's GPT API, and for a bargain basement price. $600. Now it's been closed down. Ads. In a world where data is everywhere it is good to celebrate creativity, the human superpower. I love this, old, story of Google inventing a pizza brand to test what works and what doesn't. Google's unskippable labs team has been testing ad effectiveness in a compelling new way. It created a fake pizza brand called Dr. Fork, used stock footage to create 33 ads and then served them up on YouTube and reached 20 million impressions. 
AB InBev have a new team focused on making programming that celebrates brands. AB InBev is working with Sugar23, the production company headed by Michael Sugar, best known for the Oscar-winning Spotlight, to develop a slate of films, TV shows, and podcasts that could eventually sell to streaming companies or other distributors. This approach takes inspiration from lots of places but the best example is BMW with a hire. A genius idea, perfect for today. Eric Seyfert has a good breakdown of the ad opportunity for Pinterest. He also features in this Marketecture podcast talking about mobile marketing, the effect of ATT, and the future of hyper-casual gaming. This DMA resource from last year proved useful this week, as sharing it again. Making Measurement Meaningful 2022, DMA. Plus Plus. Reality-O's platform referenced an open-source code from Apple ahead of Reality Pro Mixed Reality Headset. Recode Media, an SVB, Few, Update plus Benedict Evans on the future of, almost, everything on Apple Podcasts. Kid Screen Archive 8 Key Kid Tech Trends to Watch, Super, Awesome. Why Apple and the Carriers Want Your Old iPhone, Wall Street Journal. Second is an interesting UK startup looking at this issue. Tax Heaven 3000 is a free dating sim that claims to do your taxes, rock paper shotgun. Journey planning app CityMapper sold to transit tech company Via. Deepfake news videos ramp up misinformation in Venezuela, Financial Times. Dina Srinivasan, exposing the monopoly power of Facebook and Google one of big tech's most vocal opponents talking with the FT. The Age of Average, Alex Murrell, a must-read on how everything is like everything else.